What up, my fellow Knicks fans? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease, and don't panic quite yet. Now, the Knicks finally got cooking in the second half of game two, and the points came from key places we did not expect. But when the Knicks are cooking, like the famous Kwame Brown, man, like he always says, Bitch, you can't touch mama's cooking. <laughs> now, shout out to Fort Green legend Taj Gibson. He was all over the place, and he helped the Knicks out-rebound the Hawks in this game. As he was relentless, we're known as Noel dealing with that ankle sprain that he got. He only played 16 minutes. But Taj Gibson, I'm telling you, Tibbs squeezing out all them Marcus Camby, end of the road days, some Kurt Thomas type minutes out of Taj Gibson. And it was beautiful to see He's him getting his shine. It was great to see once again. But the key contributing point of this game, shout out to Derrick Rose, man. Derrick Rose was just doing all he could until Randall woke up in the second half. And the Knicks just offensively, we struggle in this game, man. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but the Hawks are definitely game planning for Randall. But the Knicks were still able to take out John Collins out this game, especially in the first quarter with two quick fouls. John Collins averages 20 and 10 for the Hawks, man. Like, I don't know how the hell they're not even running plays for this guy. I know he rejected the extension with them and they have ongoing issues, especially he beats with Trey Young early in the season. But taking him out of this game was key. Oh, my God. But I still don't understand how come the Knicks didn't get it going in the first quarter because Gallinari was guarding Julius Randle. And, and there was a point in the game, especially in the first quarter, they had Gallo, Brogdon, Trey Young all on the floor at the same time. So defensively, the Hawks were lacking but they were still able to go on an 11-0 run. I mean, that was not good at all. And then what made it worse was that Nerlens Noel got two fouls with six minutes left in the first quarter. I mean, that was really bad. But offensively in the first quarter, we were just playing horrible. But we were only down 27-20 at the end of the first. And then Trey Young was going off. And I see a lot of the fan base, and particularly a lot of these analysts, they give Trey Young way too much credit. Because he was doing his thing, but they were only up by seven. And that's when I kind of knew we just needed a little spark. A little spark from somewhere, and we were going to take over this game. Something just wasn't sitting right in my head. Mama's cooking and spices is in my goddamn ear. It's like she rubbed some, she done reached down and rubbed some cayenne pepper on the back of my ear. It's just something ain't sitting right. So once we jumped into the second quarter, John Collins, once again, a non-factor. He quickly got... His third foul of the game with 11 minutes left in that second quarter. So Capella once again checked in. So offensively, the Hawks didn't even have their best lineup on the floor. As we all know, Capella is a dud on the offensive end. But defensively, he does do his thing. But it's better for us, unlike game one, to keep the Hawks defense on the floor. See, in game one, they stuck with their offense on the floor. And that's how they were able to kill us in key situations. But even though they had their worst defensive lineup on the floor, in game one, we were still unable to score. But once again, taking John Collins out was a big key factor in this game and it allowed Gibson to be a nuisance on the rebounding end also. Now, the Hawks were over the foul limit with eight minutes left in the second quarter. And the Knicks just really couldn't hold it down, especially with the starters, to take advantage of this. Now, the bench guys in the second quarter were killing it, man. Guys like uh, Obi Toppin, you know, just doing their thing. 
he didn't play that many minutes, but the minutes that he played was really big, hitting that three-pointer, getting that alley hoop. Just the whole bench, this whole game was just a key contributor to this, to this, to this overall, just us coming back, just that whole aura, that whole vibe, the energy just shifted. And I'm glad that Tibbs stuck with this bench, especially in the second quarter and even in the fourth quarter or third quarter in the second half. Now, when Tibbs inserted the starters back into the lineup and at the end of the second quarter with five minutes left, that's when we seen Trey Young started to go off and the Knicks kind of fell down. You know, offensively, we just got stagnant again. And shout out to Tibbs for making major adjustments entering the third quarter as he started D Rose. And we started a 16 point turnaround with leading with Reggie Bullock hitting those three pointers. And finally, Randall started to wake up. But once again, the fourth quarter to start it off, Tibbs went with that bench lineup quickly. Obi Toppin, Taj Gibson, like the bench was just, just a spark, man. Burks, Alec Burks. And like I said in my preview before game one, the Knicks and Tibbs should not be afraid to go to guys like Burks and Reggie Bullock, a.k.a. Bullseye Bullock. They've been going off all season in big key spots. They're not afraid of the big moment, and they might as well take their chances, especially with Randall struggling. Now, the Knicks were able to, to go on a 9-0 run with six minutes left by that same bench, and that was very key. And I know a lot of the fan base asked themselves, like, okay, how come Frank Nilakina wasn't in the game? You know, during the season, there was a game against the Hawks where Frank just completely shut down Trey Young, forced him to have a lot of turnovers. Once again, offensively, just remember we were struggling. And, you know, just having Trey, uh, having um, Frank Nilakina on the floor in this game just really wouldn't really contribute offensively. And it's something that we really needed at the moment. Now, Randall, once again, the Hawks are kind of forcing him to the baseline. They're really game planning him, you know, especially when he gets the ball. He's kind of returning to his previous Laker days where he just held the ball a lot, didn't make quick decisions. And all season long in his legendary, you know, most improved season, we've seen him make quick decisions with the ball quickly, you know, become a playmaker. As soon as he gets it, he either takes a shot or he hits a guy open for, you know, a three pointer or a jump shot. But the Hawks are kind of forcing him to the baseline. But once again, I'm surprised Randall wasn't able to take advantage of Gallo guarding him in the first half. But, you know, just going into game three, the Hawks are a good home team. And Gallinari, I don't expect him to keep missing these open three-point shots. He's been horrible the first two games. He slightly had a better second half in game two. But I expect him to at some point to cook up. And also Brogdon, he didn't have a good game game two, but we got to be careful both him and Gallinari, guys who can shoot over 40% from three-point range. But once again, shout out to Derrick Rose, man. He was just cooking. He was just cooking all game long. Just, you saw it in his energy, man. This guy just needed a break, you know. <laughs> Derrick Rose is not really at the age where he could do that, play 35 minutes a game and just go ham the whole time. But, you know, once again, we got big contributors. And guys like Obi Toppin, man, not afraid of the big moment, the stepping up, taking that three. I mean, shout out to Taj Gibson, just, man, just, you know, it was like, it was like a, almost a last ditch effort, man, just trying to get key contributions from guys, man, just the bench, once again, outscored the Hawks, man, the Knicks bench outscored the Hawks bench 55 points, like, Jesus Christ, 
and Alec Burks, man, just in that fourth quarter, he was cooking, taking the ball to the rack, hit, hitting the open threes, hitting jump shots. But once again, the Knicks in game three, we're going to have to focus and get Randall cooking, man, er, much earlier because I don't expect certain plays like Brogdon once again and Gallinari and John Collins to completely be a non-factor. And these guys are big contribution pieces to the Hawks. And once again, Trey Young, you know, a 5'11 point guard, you know, the, of course, the league rules are in his favor. But Trey Young, he was cooking in this game, but just something just wasn't right with him scoring all these points and his team was barely up. And once again, you know, Trey Young talking spicy after game one. And just he got to understand, man, the garden's already lit. We don't need that type of spicy talk. We already got too much seasoning in the garden. My mama cooking didn't say I needed that season, sir. So it is what it is. Game three, once again, the Knicks will be on the road. And we're definitely going to have to be more on our P's and Q's as the Hawks all season have proven to be a good home team. And they defend their home court very nicely. So it is what it is. And then also, one more thing I wanted to touch base on was the Hawks offense without Trey Young on the floor. Once again, it was really bad in game two, but I don't really expect them to play Trey Young for about 35 minutes in the game. That was that was pretty weird in the fourth quarter that they had Trey Young on the bench for so long, especially when the Hawks were kind of making a comeback, but then the Knicks bench went on a 9-0 run before all the starters checked back in. So it is what it is. Hopefully major adjustments are made. Hopefully Randall gets more comfortable in you know, that playoff atmosphere and he can make quick decisions. Because, you know, playing Derrick Rose all these minutes, it's not going to really be sustainable. And R.J. Barrett, hopefully he can, you know, be more key contributor. I mean, he's still pretty efficient in game two, but he could be more of a contributor in these games as a second scoring option. That's pretty much more consistent. So it is what it is. You guys stay confident. Don't let this whole Trey Young hype train get to you because this guy, we got we to gotta force him to to take the ball to the rack he's not a good finisher taking the ball to the rack he's definitely been dialed down a bit this season by nate mcmillan for you know to stop taking all these half court three-point shots as we've seen in game two he kind of in the second half fell back in love with you know being that stephen curry wannabe type player and he's not as efficient so us letting him take all these three-point shots especially from you know all the way far out from half court let him do that. If he makes it, he makes it. But the odds are in our favor once he starts playing like that. So it is what it is. You guys stay safe. Till next time, enjoy game three and stay confident. Don't Steve, don't be like Stephen A. Smith, a shook-ass Knicks fan. So it is what it is. You guys stay safe once again. Peace.